what's going on y'all uh not too much not too much is going on with me um this past weekend we you know we went christmas christmas shopping a bunch of christmas stuff yeah we did you know and then that beautiful voice that you just heard (laughs) was the voice of my angel my beautiful wife heather hamrick of course i had to chime in while my device is going off so i'll give you my real voice soon don't worry that's all good but yeah so we went christmas shopping for a bunch of stuff for the house uh for our tree i gotta be honest i think we bought more for ourselves than we did for anybody else but that's all right yeah i think we did but you know that's what we do it you know, is we, what it is. <laughs> we go out to shop for other people and we end up buying it for ourselves. It's, it's all a season good. of giving to yeah. myself. Yeah, and so uh, was it Friday? We went to the Christmas tree shop and got a lot of stuff for other people, got stuff for us, for the house, just to decorate and you know, make it festive and just bring it to Christmas life because we love Christmas, we love Disney. We love bringing the two together. It's one of our favorite things in the world. Yes. And uh, Saturday, we went to... Uh, I'm not going to tell the whole story. Yeah, no, that's yet, fine. But I'm just going to give... So we went to get our tree. I found my perfect tree. It's not as perfect at home with lights on, but it's no. still perfect. It's it's a really beautiful tree, and it took us a while, but it was fun. It was fun. I'm glad we went and did that. It was a good experience, again, as always. Yeah, I mean, it's always a good time, but uh, it wasn't the same, but we still still got it done, and, you know, that's something I've, you know, me and my family have done since, I think, before even I was born, and, you know, my parents went with my grandparents, and they got the tree and stuff like that, and... Uh, we just continued it as I got older, and a lot of people have come to join us. You know, we've had uh, different people, uh, girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever, and then also uh, my cousin started joining us. I think like a year or two ago, and then of course my wife. Once we started getting together, and yeah, it took me until we were at least engaged for me to be invited so i can't tell you how much i really wanted to be a part of christmas tree day like i can't even explain to you because my parents have had a fake tree since i was little Mm. we went and got a real tree one year um after one of our dogs passed away because they said you know you can't have a we can't have a real tree with brie in the house whatever right i was like fine we finally get to go get a real tree and it was an awesome day we went up to lancaster we went and saw some some caribou some reindeer and oh my gosh santa was there i'm telling you he was everything was real is that what they are they're caribou they're not they just call them reindeer just for the fun of it they're they're reindeer caribou okay i thought they were real like reindeer out there i mean they're reindeer it's what i mean if you look it up there's not a huge difference but they're not horns they're antlers have you never watched the Santa Claus? Anyway, um, no, but my parents took me there, and then we went shopping in Lancaster for a little bit. We went to this, like, really cool chocolate shop, bought yeah. people chocolates for Christmas, and, of course, we got chocolates for ourselves, like, but it was awesome, and, like, me and my mom got, like, fancy coffee and stuff, so it was so much fun to go up there. I want to try that next year with the family. Yeah. I think that'd be awesome. 
And also this year, it didn't really bug me too much. Like, yeah, we had to wear a mask, but since it was so cold out. Oh my God, the wind, it was saving my life. It actually felt good. It was saving my life. I was like, man, I'm so glad I have this thing covering my nose right now. Yeah, and one thing I love, I love having a real tree. I don't, I've never had a fake one in my life, which is probably why I like uh, having a real one. So I love cutting it down. I just got started cutting down my own tree not too long ago, actually. And like I actually had my mask on while I was cutting the tree down. I didn't even recognize. I didn't notice. Yeah, he you stood know, up. So he goes, man, I did that with my mask on and everything. I'm proud of myself. Look at that. Yeah, I, I was didn't like, good job. It. Yeah, because it was, it was it was windy out. It was cold out. So wearing a mask actually you know helped a little bit it did help because it gave me the energy to keep not that i was breathing well but i was able to keep going and keep walking through the miles of trees whereas if i didn't have anything covering my face at that moment i probably would have given up and been like oh my god just pick a tree i don't care ben just grab one and let's go but this time i was like no i'm gonna find my tree like i took my time and I really spent the time out there in the wind and the cold because my mask didn't really bug me. Yeah. I think if I was wearing a paper one like you were, I would feel a little differently. But since I had my Norwex one on, it was right. a lot. It's warmer. Like, I appreciate that mask so much more than I ever have when it's when I'm outdoors. I really do. Yeah, it's not bad to wear one in the cold, you know. So, uh, I think it's a lot harder when it's summertime. And hopefully by summertime, we won't have to... Oh, God, you know, I so. wear them, like, mandatorily, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, we'll just be able to make that choice yep. to if we want to wear one or not. Yeah. But, yeah, so that was our weekend, pretty much. It was busy. Show. It was busy. Very you know, busy. I mean, we went to a different, a plethora of places on Friday. Yeah, we did. And, uh, and went shopping, and, it, but it was fun, you know, even though the rain, uh... Oh, yeah. You know, we actually... It's funny, like, you ever go into a place expecting to get one thing and you end up with something else? <laughs> you know, we go into Lowe's to find lights or, like... We were going for um, garland. Garland. And driveway and we lights. this thing. We end up with a four-foot Mickey, like... <laughs> like, if I, had, if I had you guess where we got this Mickey at, you would never guess Lowe's. But, yeah, it was just sitting there chilling. I mean, we, we walked down the aisle because we saw, like, poinsettias down right. the end of the aisle. And I was like, oh, maybe they have more stuff down there. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, whatever, we'll just keep walking. And I just happened to see this box. There was only two of them in the box. And it was a ginormous box. And I looked, looked down. I was like, oh, Ben, I pulled them out. And Ben looked at the price tag. And he's like, 40 bucks. You want to just do it? And I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> just get it. Just I picked it. it up. And this woman it's... stopped us. And she was like telling us a story about her grandkid getting a giant stuffed animal in um, while she was in Disney. And they were like, and she was joking about how it would need its own plane ticket yeah. or whatever, need its own seat. And I said, some, I must have said something to you about where we would put it. And she stopped and she was like, wait, that that Mickey's for you guys? (laughs) She was like, oh my God, I love it. And she like clapped for us. I was like, yeah, that's us. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind. I love it. I do too. You know, so that is what it is, man. You do what you love. He's adorable. How can you just walk past a box full of him? You can't. I know. Only if they had a mini, then we'd be I know. If anyone out there finds one. one. I found one, but it's not Christmas. I know. I found one that's not Christmas, too. It's the too, pink one? The one she's wearing pink? Yeah. I, it's I, on Shop Disney. I found a red one, too. But 
even yeah, though it's, it's red. Not a, it's not a uh, Christmas one. I was, I know, I went, it went through my mind. I was like, how can I make her bow like green or something? Right. Like, what can I do to make this? You know, next year if we can't find one, I'll probably suck it up and do it myself. I'll probably get, I'll probably bite the bullet, buy a regular giant mini, and I'll make her Christmas. Yeah. But yeah, that was what we did this weekend, and. You know, hopefully y'all are getting your Christmas stuff. I still haven't decorated the house. Um, no, I've been you back haven't, and forth. Clark. I've been back and forth because, well, it's when I'm off. There's never a nice day. I know. It's always, you know what I mean. It's always raining or doing something. But once it's nice out on a day that I'm off, I'll definitely. Well, do I it. think I'm thinking next weekend is the chance to do it. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I'm excited for Christmas, and I just love it. There's something about it that, you know, makes people happier. I don't know I don't it know is, what it is. There is something about this time of year that is just so much better. It just is. Yeah, and you hear people saying now, like, we need Christmas more than ever right now, yes, you know, because people are going through it, you know, even this far in. And But we'll see what happens. And But uh, that's what we did this weekend. And then Sunday... I had the unfortunate privilege to watch or listen to the Eagles game. And uh, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. But I don't know. I took, I had mixed feelings of Jalen Hurts coming in and them benching Carson. But I understood it. I understood why they're doing it. And. You know, the pressure that the team and the organization is being put under by the fans, by the radio people and all these different people and media sites and stuff like that. And, you know, I don't know. It turned out to be a good thing. It turned out to, you know, Jalen Hurts gave that so-called spark to the team and they actually, you know, started scoring points and they saw they were actually down by a touchdown, but then they just defense just gave it up so they end up losing the game but now that that brings up the whole now we have a quarterback controversy we have this whole you know oh is should uh Jalen Hurts start next week and then just rest of the season or should Carson start and then just bring Jalen in towards the middle of the game or whatever but like my feelings I feel like we should. I mean, I think Carson needs a. He needs a. Um, that he needs to be humbled. He you needs know? something. He needs something to because set him down and kind of allow him to kind of watch what's going on out there and see a little bit of a little bit of a different perspective. Because right now he's just hold the ball, hold the ball, hold the ball, get sacked. Well, it's also, and you know, then, he's not changing anything. No, I don't nothing know if he's, has changed. I don't know if it's just him listening to the play calling and he's not doing his own thing. I don't know. Because there's a lot of times where it's not the line's fault. It's not the receiver's fault. Right. It's his. And that's where I've noticed during this game, that's where I made the, my decision to hop off the Wentz wagon. Yep. And I was just like, dude, I've been, I've been going for you for so long. I just got to hop off right now. You know, and we need something different. We need, uh, 
You know, because over time, teams will know what Jalen Hurts is doing. Absolutely. So the only reason he, I think he's doing so well is because he's new. Yes. They, the teams that don't teams plan don't for him. Teams don't know how to play. Yes, they right. don't plan for him. They plan for Wentz. But now, these upcoming games, they'll plan for both. Right. So they're going to know, especially going see. up. Yeah, especially going up against the Saints this coming week and uh, seeing what the Saints will do to us. It's going to be a different animal. Yeah. Uh, but I did put a poll on Instagram to see what everyone's thoughts were. Wow, I missed it. So I didn't participate. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I said, who's starting next week? Wentz or Hertz? What do you think the percentage was? Oh, it's probably the majority is Hertz. Okay, what do, what do you think is the number? Oh, I'm going to say like probably at least 90%, right? Yeah, 95%. Yeah. Said it was Hertz and 5% said it was Wentz. Yeah, because Could you guess who that 5% is? Got it. I don't know. It was a one per, it was one person. I have no idea. It was my brother. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz he he rides for Carson, man. He does. Man. He does. And I'm the same way. I was the same way, but then I told him I texted him after the game. I was like, "Dude, um I'm hopping off the Wentz wagon after this one, man. Like I've been riding for him. Uh, up till this point, but he's just not changing. He's not. He's not. Not one. And and here's the thing: is like we don't necessarily know what coaches are telling him. You know, maybe Carson wants to, you know, do something a little different, and they're like, no, no, no. Right. You know, maybe they're so worried about him getting injured again. It's just like there's so many things. But the thing is, my man's getting sacked 46 times before this game. So what? What? How many was? Yeah, so he's up to 50 50 for the season. He's up to 50 for the season. Okay, 50 times he's been sacked this season. Yeah, but that's not all his fault. Not all his fault. The O-line is awful. But hello. The O-line's awful. Uh, The play calling's awful. There's a bunch of things that are awful. So it's not just him, which is why I was riding with him for so long. But you see him uh, mistiming throws and overthrowing and just missing the guys that are open. Missing guys that are open. You know, and then you see receivers that can't get open. You see the O line that can't block to save their life. I know, and he loves to spend time you know? in the pocket. Right, and you can't he do can't. that. You got, he can't you got to do it. Yeah. he has to get. You got to roll ball him out, and that's where the play calling comes into play. Yes, is where the coaches have to know like how bad your O line is. Yes, you know, you can't show that you ha- you trust them or have faith in them because they haven't shown any of that. No, you know, they do decently in the run game. Right. But when it comes to pass blocking, they're awful. Yeah. So my overall conclusion is, yes, I think you start Hurts and ride with him the rest of the season. Because then that's giving him like a preseason. Yep. You know, he's never had anything. It gives him experience just in case you need to bring him in next year. Throwing him Um, out there for one or two plays like they've done. Yeah. It's not helping him at all. And it's not helping your team to figure out whether or not, you know, he's going to fit here. How does he fit here? Where does he fit here? Like, what works for him? We have no idea if he's getting out there for one play and not even finishing an entire drive. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I think mean, they need and the to thing is give too, him time. The thing is, too, we're out of the playoffs. We have no chance. Yeah, like, there's not a shot. Like, Washington just beat the Steelers. That's The Steelers in, were 10-0 and 0 yes, or 11-0, well and 0, one of yes, those. 11-0. And, and Washington just beat the Steelers. The Giants just beat the Seahawks. Like, what's going on here? It's 2020, bro. So, yeah. That's so, Philly, we, ha- we don't have a chance to make the playoffs, so why keep Carson in? Like, what are we doing differently 
they go into the same, you know, every game. You know, that first drive gives you hope. That first drive they had gave me hope. Even though they only ended with three points, it gave me hope because it was first down after first down. They were running the ball and passing the ball equally. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, wow, they're getting something going. But then they come out second series and start the same shit (laughs) that they're doing. I was like... I honestly have not sat and watched an entire game since week three. No, and it's good. That's a good thing. Because I just... For me, it was like whatever day it fell on, I didn't want to waste my time. Like, you know, oh, you know, season opener, I'm hype. Like, you know, first game of the season, I'm ready. Like, let's go. Got my Eagles gear on. Like, Mm -hmm. we have a party. Like, it was fun. Like, I was ready. You know, a couple of friends were, we got this. We're ready. And then we're watching this team. And we're looking at them. We're like, oh, so this is our season. Okay. Yeah. Week two comes around. I'm watching. I'm sitting there in my couch by myself, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. huh. Okay. Week three rolls around. Well, yeah, I think I'm done now. It was like, I I have no desire to keep watching the same thing happen constantly. Yeah. It's just, it's repetitive. It's redundant, which is the same thing it's, it is and, and you know we got stupid. so the next four games is the saints the cardinals cowboys and then washington you know are you gonna win any of those games did you say the cardinals cardinals yeah arizona cardinals that's a team yeah An- <laughs> angelo plays on them why did i think the cardinals was a baseball because it is st louis cardinals this is arizona cardinals have they always been a team? Yeah. Shut up. No, yeah, they haven't. The Arizona Cardinals have always been a team. <laughs> Shut up. I've been watching football my entire life. I've never heard They've of the Arizona Cardinals. They've always been a team. <laughs> That's so sad. What the... Let me see when they... Uh... When did they become a team? Come on. I feel like you're pulling my leg here. That's not real. Let me see. Um, in 1898. Shut they up. Became <laughs> They've just never been relevant to me then. That's what They're actually is. the oldest team in the National Football League. Okay, that's really sad, Heather. Get it together. Yeah, so but, they've been around for a while. But that's the thing. like They obviously have never been relevant for me to ever care about them. No, it says uh, they're the oldest team in the NFL, but they're also one of the least successful franchises in league history. Okay, that's why. Because I've never bothered to see yeah. the game that they... And they've won two NFL championships, so that was before the Super Bowl even became a thing. But they've have, never won a Super Bowl. Have the Eagles played them? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, he was a play I feel like the dumbest person right now. That's all good. But, yeah, so that's where I am I stand on that. I think uh, they should just ride with Jalen Hurts and just see what happens because – and it gives him experience. Yeah, give You know, him there's a time. reason, you know, they brought him in. There's a reason that he's also the second string because they must see something in him. You know, Doug Peterson, every, every uh, post-game uh, conference – he talks about how Jalen Hurts hasn't progressed or whatever. But why is he second string? You know, why Why is he, uh, why did you guys pick him up in the second round? Yeah. You know, 
I thought it was just because of his running and they can like switch packages and stuff like that for him. But then they made him second string. And I was like, oh, they are looking at him as a quarterback. I wasn't thinking they were looking at him as a quarterback. I thought he was just going to be a like a trick play kind of, you know, person, which I don't know why you would draft someone in the second round for that. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think Carson is going through something mentally and maybe I don't know if it's just in the game or if it's his personal life or what, but you know, things got to change. I mean, the man's got a lot going on. He's got a baby. He's got dogs. He's got a family now. He's, he's got a whole lot plus. Yeah. That's why people say they like him. They like Virgin Carson better. Oh my God. It's <laughs> awful. Hey, but I mean. It all, it all takes time. I don't think... This is one thing I hate is when people talk about firing people. I'm like, hey. No. We need to get off our high horse and stop acting like the Dallas Cowboys and just riding on that one Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, stop remembering that all the time. Let's shoot for something new. Yeah. You know, these guys, if anyone should be... Uh, I shouldn't... I don't think anyone should be fired for this year. This is no. a COVID year. It's a weird year. You know, at least give it another year. If we have this year, next year, then you can start firing then people. Then you start questioning. You know, then you start other trying things. to look yes. pl- look for a place for Carson. Also, Carson is going to cost a lot of money. Yes, you can't he cut. Is. You can't cut him. Nope. So you would have to trade him, and who's going to? No one wants to take that on. No, for they a don't. player that's me- that act- that's acting mediocre right now. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's a lot that goes into it, and. I don't. I don't think we should fire anyone. No one should be fired this year. Of I would have. I would see till after next year. Yeah. After this, next year, if they're whole, still playing the this same. This year is just. It's irregular for every single sport in the it book. Is. So I feel like it just needs to be. It is, and you do, and you put the stats together with you look at uh, like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady in their fourth year in the league. They didn't do so hot. Yeah. You know so. Uh, putting those together, like you can't, you got to give Carson a break. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not giving him, you're not surrounding him with anything. You don't, he don't have a good O line. You don't have good receivers. And then there's, there's ways to work around that though. You got to. Right. And he worked, but he worked around it last year. He had zero, but he made nothing into something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They didn't play great, but he still, he didn't play nothing like this year. But he still made nothing into something, and they got to, at least to the playoffs. You know, even if some of it was by luck, but they still did that. And this year, I just think people were overreacting just because they're so bad. I think you have to take a step back and just wait and be patient until next year and see what happens. And no one should be fired. Everyone should just reevaluate, and I think next year they're going to be better. Agreed. And hopefully they draft well, better, you know, because as, they're going to have a good draft pick coming up because they're so bad. Because we're so bad, yeah. Right. So you might as well. That's, that's what I'm saying. You really you're you're not fighting for anything. Nope. You know, so you might as well just play Jalen. Ride it out and just give him experience. Get your get your good draft you know? pick and hopefully Carson's man enough to help him out and I not just be so. a baby about not playing. I hope so. And understand why he's not playing. He has yeah. to see that he's playing awful. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, he but has that's, admitted that's my it, thoughts on so. that. Yeah, that's my thoughts on that. And uh, one thing that just came out is uh, February 2021, Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul. Don't even get me started. I am so sick of these 
just it's all for money it's all for publicity oh, yeah. it's all for entertainment it's annoying logan paul who are you no like, everyone knows logan paul though like everyone knows the paul brothers and but, their you their youtube is huge oh i'm well aware but it's still it, you're stepping into a boxing just who are you like and who do you think you are in that matter yeah. i mean the it's dude annoying i mean I, I mean no he's no he's not in the realm of floyd mayweather not even close but also floyd wouldn't take this fight if it didn't mean anything Money wise, oh correct. He knows how much money it's gonna make, so that's why he's doing it. It's no different than Connor's boxing match, right? It's no different, right? And that's why Floyd and Connor might do it again. No, I'm later sure next they year will. they might do it next year because Floyd knows and he's smart enough. He did it his whole career. What's gonna bring me in the most money? Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, dude is a good businessman. Yep. So he's taking this fight because he knows how much money it's gonna bring in. Oh, I believe yeah. they're. I think the only the pay per view. I think if you buy it ahead of time, it's gonna be like twenty five bucks. It's probably but the smartest it, thing to do. Yeah, but if you buy it on the night of the fight, it's gonna be like seventy. Uh, if we're watching that, we're buying it ahead of time. Yeah. I need to know if there's but, anyone else worth watching on that card though before. Oh no, there's not gonna be. I mean, you know, they they had the two this time, and you never know. No, I highly doubt it. But uh. The whole question that everyone's asking is just like, what is this this whole thing doing for the sport of boxing? Because if people keep just taking these fights for money and entertainment, it's like, it's what, is it, what is it doing for the sport? Like, they just had a big fight with uh, Earl Spence Jr. and Danny Garcia. It's like, who? Mm-hmm. Who? You know, everyone in boxing knows those names, yes. but no one outside of that knows this. Yep. You know, I'm not a big boxing guy. I mean, I'm all about UFC. I love the sport of mixed martial arts, seeing different parts of martial arts put into Seeing it one all thing. together is so much yeah. better than watching. Just watching boxing. It's just, it's just for I get me, bored. it's just, it's not the same, but there's yeah. a lot of impressive footwork and, you know, hand work and, you know, level, it's just all of that that goes with boxing is just so much different than watching MMA. So there are things that as someone who's actually like learned some of it and watches it and has a best friend who fights, like it's very different to watch boxing and kind of learn some of those different things and watch a little bit of it. But I couldn't sit and watch boxing for fun all the time unless it was a fight I really cared about, I think. Right. Um, but for the sport of boxing, these entertainment fights are ruining it. I mean, they're not taking it seriously. It's not... I mean, Jake Paul just accidentally landed a hit on the back of the head. I mean, my man was flailing his arms and knocked someone out. Like... No, I think Jake Paul was throwing actual punches. It was some um, of them. Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson had just started training. Yeah, I know. He's but, he's never fought. He was relying on his street fighting skills which to fight. And you could tell idiotic. the way he was but, running in with his head and just yes. hugging all the time. No, it was that was bad, but Jake Paul like you could tell he's trained. He's trained Logan a little Paul, bit. Logan Paul is trained. He's trained for years. And okay, he's an athlete, but to go against Floyd Mayweather That's just idiotic. You no. Know? And everyone's everyone's going to watch because there's always that small like 0.5% chance that he gets a little, that he gets chance. a, that he gets a knock. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, he might get a hit in, but it might be purposeful. You know, and um, Who knows? and of course Floyd's gonna let it go because that's why Floyd and Connor will do a rematch. Because again, 
uh, Floyd is smart, and you know I'm kind of taking this take from Brendan Shaw because I heard it this morning. But anyway, but it made, he makes a good point: is that Floyd is so smart that he thought like five steps ahead. He knew there couldn't be a rematch with Connor unless he took it a couple rounds. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If he if he like just finished it in the first or second, like he said he could. Um, like he says now he could. He was like, oh dude, I could have easily beat Connor. Yeah. He's like, but what's the point of that? That's not gonna make any money. Right. He's he's all about the money. So and that's how smart he is business wise. He knows what's gonna make him his money. And uh now he has something, he has this, and then he has a rematch with Connor that he could do. Right, so Floyd's making out like a bandit. That's what I'm saying. He knows exactly Logan what he's doing. It's just like I don't, I don't know what he's doing. I mean, but they both just... have separate. They both have different audiences. Yes, which will come together because the money that the two YouTubers, Logan and the other dude, made Logan was ridiculous. Yeah, they made more than any boxer has ever made. Oh, yeah, pretty much. You know, and then so bringing him like them together. Just, Floyd made a hundred million fighting Connor. Yeah, I know. He's probably going to make that or more with Logan. I just because of Logan's following. I just think it's dumb. Like it's it's a publicity stunt. Of and, course it is, and it's and that's why of, they do it, and that's why I think it is irritating because it's like a a spot for an amateur fighter that's not a professional by any means yeah actually can't even be considered an amateur unless he's actually had matches in the past yeah and Logan's, that were legitimate he's o one and one but, he has a draw and a loss but a legitimate who were his who was his opponent i think it was ksi both times and he was a youtuber okay so but that's it, were, not it was a sanctioned a legitimate fight it was sanctioned fights both times okay yeah yeah but he's still not a fighter it's different when no he's not but from it's the fighting world stance like and that's why it's gonna ruin boxing you've got boxers out there that are like what the hell i'm trying to make it i'm trying to do this well that's what i'm saying it's not it's not you've got these idiots coming out of youtube going yeah i can fight just put me out there i but it makes money i understand that's why it's for money it's not for the love it's not for so much the love of the sport it's or to you know to become a professional boxer it's more for the money. I don't know if you ask Jake Paul, he's got a boxing documentary coming out with his next well, mixtape. So, yeah. you know, who knows? Yeah, he's a clown. But, you know, I mean, they're making money and they're young. Like, Logan Paul's like 26, 27. Yeah. Jake Paul's 23. Yeah. You know, they're business-minded dudes. They know exactly what they're doing. And they're going to bring in that money, and whether people like it or not. And I don't think it reflects on Floyd Mayweather's uh, actual career because you know he's doing this for money. Yeah. You know this isn't an, an actual boxing match for him. The same thing with Connor. You know, yeah, it counts towards his record. Yeah. But still, I don't think it was a, I think it was just an entertainment thing. It was an I actual boxing match. I don't understand why. I mean, Connor counts towards his. Because it was sanctioned. It's still a sanctioned record. fight. It's just annoying. It's just... Yeah. But I think this one won't be sanctioned. I think like, this one I, will be an exhibition. It shouldn't be. Yeah. But yeah, that's... I don't know. I think I'll still watch it. I want to... I just <laughs> Again, for that 0.5% chance that Logan like touches him with something. 0.1. 0.1. giving him 0.1. Yeah. But uh, I saw this yesterday, and this might bring the mood down a little bit. Mm. 
Uh, I don't know if you ever saw this uh, documentary. I saw it a while ago. Uh, it came out in 2016. Says the word documentary. The answer is no. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was it called? Yeah, uh, Audrey and Daisy. Nope. You ever heard of that? So, Daisy Coleman survived uh, rape. Mm. And they made a documentary about it, and she talked about it, and stuff like that. It was in 2016. And uh, she actually committed suicide last August. Wow. And her mom just committed suicide four month, or uh, this couple days ago. Wow. Yeah, so this past August, because they were four months, uh, four months apart. That they committed suicide. It doesn't really say how they did it. Well, no. They but, uh. Release that. At least they shouldn't. But it's crazy, like, it happened so long ago. And, like, the girl even did a documentary about it. But it shows you, like. It's still. How much it, it really. on you. Yeah. No matter how much you do or what you do. You know, she actually was helping other girls go through it. And stuff like that. But it just, like. It stayed with her so long that, you know, she ended up committing suicide because she just couldn't take it anymore. And I guess the same thing with the mom. The mom probably couldn't take it because of her daughter. Right. That's a painful loss, losing your kid. Right. You know, in four months, that's still fresh. That's still fresh in your mind when you're waking up every morning just knowing that your daughter's not there. Yeah. And why she's not there. Yeah. Yeah. And it sucks, and and this is this is the problem. This is, uh, people need to look into these things more, into like more in depth. You know, I don't know about the whole believe all women thing because there are people that lie. There are people that are looking for money. I definitely agree. But with especially, that. but I do think that you know, if something comes up like this, like look into it. I don't care what they're saying, you know what I mean? Do look into it to see if they're lying, to see if they're trying to get money. You know, that's what happened with this girl. Apparently the dude is the grandson of a lo- was a grandson of a local politician. And of course they saved his ass, you know what I mean? And I don't know, it's such a it's just a such a hard thing. It's and really sad. He only did 4 months in jail. And and then that's it. And then he got out. And and she has to deal with that thing the rest of her life. Whereas he just gets to go on living. But if you think about it, I'm not... I'm playing devil's advocate here. Right. Emphasis on devil. Right. It's going to be on his mind too. Will he, it though? Uh, depending on the person. Depending on the person, exactly. Yeah. Will it? I don't think so because he never had any repercussions for it. Just because he didn't have repercussion doesn't mean he doesn't feel that way. No, I think no. I I highly I disagree because it's if you went to jail and you got the fuck beat out of you because of that, then you might have second thoughts about it. You know yeah. what I mean? But if you go to jail and then you do your time and get out, what are you really learning from that? You're like, oh, I got away with that. He'll probably go out and do it again. Uh, you know? Again, I mean, 
you could consider my take devil's advocate too because he might have changed. Yeah. You don't know. You know, I don't know. But I'm, you know, the way guys are, I wouldn't put it past him that, like, he just doesn't, he doesn't care. It just doesn't. It's like a lot of guys. A lot of guys don't care, but a lot of guys do. Let's be real. There's a right. lot I'm more sure sensitive, uh, yeah. caring guys out there than there are. Yeah, I'm sure there are. Assholes. I, but I don't think those sensitive guys are doing this. No, you but know? they might find themselves in a situation where it's considered rape, but it's not kind of thing. Or it's they thought they had consent, but they didn't get it. That's the di- that's a different thing, though. Yeah. That's a different thing is when uh, the girl says, oh, I didn't consent. But like in that moment, like she did. Yes. You know what I mean? But then she she wants to decide after, you know, there's so many, there's so many scenarios that you can make up. Especially when you're doing it a long time later. Right. You know, there's so many scenarios that you can make up and, and put together in your mind. And, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a tough thing. I always put myself in that position. Like, what if it was my daughter? You know? Yeah. We'd both be in jail. Probably. Because, no. Probably. I couldn't. You know, I couldn't stand for that. No way. You know, I couldn't stand for a guy looking at my kid wrong. Believe me, I know. I don't look forward to that day. I know, that's going to that's gonna, gonna suck. It's going to be real hard for me to keep you on a leash. But. Especially if we have a daughter someday. Lord help her. But yeah. But yeah, that was that. And I just, I just want to talk about that because I saw it yesterday and I was like oh wow I actually watched that documentary and that was four years ago that's crazy it sucks because you think you know that someone's over it once they're starting to help other people with it you think that they're over it and they're good with it the problem is but they never are you're never okay with somebody doing something to you right you're never okay with it you never get over that yeah you're not you can forgive and pray and beg and hope all you want but that's not going away just think about any traumatic memory you have if you have any mm-hmm. it doesn't go away no yeah. matter what you try to do yeah so, cuz there's always there's always going to be something out there that kind of triggers it yes the, like the moment and you try the moment you think you finally got away it, from it it's yeah. gone it comes back it, right. it happens to everybody with all kinds of things whether it be like I mean, it could be anything. There's so many things that could just trigger you and be like, whoa. Like, yeah. That's depressing. Yeah. Move on. I didn't like that topic. It is. That's a yeah, but <laughs> Skip that. Move on. Yeah. But so something I wanted to talk about today is, you know, I always like to talk about something that, you know, that has affected me in my life and... Just hopefully it, it helps like one of y'all out there and if you're listening or watching. And so this week I thought of, you know, love and understanding. So I was thinking about a moment, you know, where that came into play. And I thought about our day on Saturday. Right? Yeah. And So, like in the beginning of the podcast, we talked about my family tradition of getting a tree and all that kind of stuff. And this year, it was kind of different because the morning of, 
we were about to get ready to go and we found out that my granddad was having a hard time breathing and he had to go to the hospital and found out he had blood clots and so we were unable to do it with my grandparents and before we found out he had blood clots, everyone thought he had COVID so everyone was backing out. My cousin and her husband backed out, my parents backed out so we were like, oh, what are we going to do? So we were like, let's just go ourselves. So we ended up going ourselves. And we're having a good time. You know, I cut down the tree and everything. And then I was sawing off the edge of uh, the tree like we do every year because my wife likes to uh, save those. So to explain, like, he cuts off, like, maybe an inch at the bottom. Or depending on the tree farm, they'll do it for you. About an inch of the trunk at the bottom after you've cut the tree down, you just cut that. And then I keep that and I make them into ornaments and I put our, the our like, it'll say like this year it says our fifth Christmas. Um, and that's obviously as a married couple, um, and in this house. So our fifth Christmas, I put the year and I put our names so that God willing, when our family grows, we'll be able to, you know, add kids names or other yeah. dog names and, It's just one of those things where it's like, I'll be able to look back at those ornaments and know that each year we, you know, I'll be able to remember those things because I can look at those ornaments and I can remember things. Like last year, I remember Ben being so frustrated and saying, we don't need to do this this year. So I have this little tiny chunk that's about one by two (laughs) inches of broken like tree trunk that I wrote really tiny our fourth Christmas, 2019, Ben, Heather, and Ziva with a heart. That's what I wrote on there. And it's there, and it hangs on my tree. I don't care how tiny and crappy it is. And this year's has some stems still attached to it, which I will yeah. eventually cut off. But it's just something that I really like to do. And so I asked Ben to do it while he had just cut the tree down, and it was sitting right in front of him. And so he started to, and you may continue. Yeah, so I started to do that, and then something just came over me, and I just got real irritated. You know, I just, I was just like, oh, like, this is dumb. I was all pissed off, and uh, I just took the tree, and we waited for the hayride to take us back to the uh, the front of the tree farm, which we, which we like, bailed up the tree, and then we took it uh, to the, back to the car. So we were on our way home. I was fine, you know. Once we got on the hayride, I was fine. I apologized to my wife and and all those things, right? But then we get home. We got the tree up. We got everything going. Uh, I end up finishing cutting off that part four from the tree. And uh, we were putting on the lights. And then it just wasn't going right for me. Just nothing was going right. So, I, again, I get all pissed off and I get irritated. And I'm just like, oh, fuck this. Oh, and I just, like, throw the lights and stuff like that. And so the reason I tell these little things is because, you know, the way my wife handled it. And it made me think is, like, how much love and understanding she has of me because... Don't you go making me cry now. She... <laughs> Well, that's why I wanted you on here for this, because I mean, <laughs> because she she knows me that you know if she would have if she would have started like arguing with me or yelling at me when I got frustrated, it wouldn't have we would have been been button heads, you know. 
it wouldn't have been anything good. But she knew to like take a step back, allow me to go through it, allow me to just like have my temper tantrum and just really, uh, and then I end up apologizing to her because she knows I know when I'm wrong. Um, Which I usually love. It just depends on the circumstance. I love when he admits that he's wrong because sometimes it's, sometimes it is a butting of heads because there is no, there's no understanding between the two of us of like, why are you doing this? Why? Like, but he's had a lot of moments lately where it's been like, what did I do wrong? All I did was walk in the room. Like I couldn't figure it out. I mean, I think the other day I walked away and I sat on the couch and I stayed away from you for like a good half hour or more. And again, with me, like sometimes it just happens. I don't know. Like I'm a very positive person. Yes. And I looked, I like to be optimistic. I like to look at the bright side of things. And sometimes the littlest things like sawing off the edge of the tree or can't get the lights right will just set me ablaze and just piss me the fuck off where I just don't want to deal with it anymore, you know, and sometimes it doesn't make sense to the other person, you know, but that's where that love and understanding from someone, and this is how you know you got someone good is because they can understand that. They take the time to analyze you to the point where they can see like, okay, what's he need when he goes through this? Or uh, like with her, she's the opposite of me. Where I used to see it, I used to see it as, oh, I got to give her space. But that's not how she is. You no. know, she needs to be, she needs me to be there all over her. You know, whereas I'm different. I need space. I just need to sit there and think for myself and really just get through that emotion. And then once I get through it, I'll go back to her and give her a hug. And then she knows everything's good with the world. And I don't know. Those situations just made me think of that. And I think that's important when you're looking for someone or when you're dating. It's so important. And, you know, yeah, it takes a long time. I'm not saying that me and my wife don't fight because we do. Everybody fights. Everybody fights. And then that's another important thing is like we never, we can go a whole day fighting, but we'll squash it before bed. I don't think, knock on wood, we've ever gone a whole day fighting ever. Well, I mean, if it happens. If it happens. Yeah, yeah. If it happens. I have a rule. We make sure. And, yeah. and it's the, and, and I know this is so cliche, but never go to bed angry is one of the biggest things I think I've always held on to. Because I used to go to bed angry all the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I was an angry teenager. I was an angry college student. I was just, I went to bed angry all the time. And I never wanted to do that. And now I look at it from a whole different perspective with life and life is short. And I don't want to go to bed angry because if one of us, God forbid, did not wake up in the morning, I would never forgive myself. Whether yeah. I'm the one that didn't wake up or you weren't, I would never be able to forgive myself that the last thing I said to you was not, good night, I love you. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't, It just, it's not okay with me. And with you, the love and understanding thing is just so, it's it's taken a long time. I mean, your temper tantrums does, yeah. started years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been together almost 10 years now, and 
Yeah, see, I got that number right this time. You see, I normally mess that up. Yeah. I don't know why. 2020 is throwing me off. Um, we've been together almost 10 years now total, and I remember early on telling you, you had one of these fits, and I remember back when I could drive, you know, you know it's been a while. Mm-hmm. I drove and parked. I don't even remember where we were. And I said, you're either going to fix this or we're done because I am not going to deal with you acting like, and I compared you to my ex and you mm. immediately yeah, went, yeah. oh shit. Like you, that look was in your eye. You were like, I'm sorry. Sometimes this just happens. It does. yeah. And it took me a while to get used to this. And as we've gotten older, after you moving out and move and living with, you know, on your own. And then mm-hmm. actually after we got our house, after we got married, your temper tantrums come few and far between now and then. Yeah. Um, lately, they've been a little higher, but I think things are a little more tense the holiday season sometimes, too. Well, it's also because I think I'm doing less working out. And yes. I think working out right. really working helps out that. does help you, and it helps me, too. And I, I feel the same yeah. way. I need to be on a schedule as well, and yeah, I, I, I know that. Yeah. And I think that's what does it for you. But now I'm able to look at those moments and I know the difference between when we're fighting and when you're fighting internally. Right. There's a huge difference and mm-hmm. that's where the understanding part comes in. I know you need your space. Mm-hmm. When I'm upset, I need you. Right. I need whoever's around me. I don't care who it is. Yeah. I need someone. When I'm home alone and I have a meltdown, I call my sister. Yeah. Like I need to see someone's face and know that everything's okay. Yeah. You, on the other hand, you need to be by yourself. Like the lights. Well, the tree thing first. Starting with the tree. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, like you're halfway through the friggin' trunk. Just like finish it. Yeah. In my head, I wanted to be like, okay, like you're so close to finish it. Why don't you just like chop it off and be done? Like I was so, I was irritated. I was like, Jesus Christ, is he kidding me right now? I know, but I already but, cut down the whole tree. I know. And then I have to do this. But and what's it was, funny yeah. is I videoed you cutting down the tree. Right. And it took under two minutes for you to cut that tree. It yeah. was very, very quick. So I was like, okay, it's not going to take him long to chop through another inch. Right. And you just threw the saw down like you were just right. And I was like, <sighs> so I stood there all, you know, kind of in my mood. I was just like, oh my God, are you kidding oh, me over an again. inch? I was like, oh, I have no patience for this. We've had such a good weekend. Yeah. I was just like, whatever. I get on the hayride, and as soon as you look over at me, because you could tell I was just going to look at my feet mm-hmm. or around me until you acknowledge that, like, you were cool. Yeah. So then you're like, you know I'm not mad at you. I was like, I know. And then you were like, everything's fine. We're good. And I was like, okay, I can breathe again. And that's the thing, again. the recovery doesn't take that long usually no and then when we got home the lights i don't know what you were doing with the lights i don't know either that's I'm the whole that's why i got you, mad i had no idea you were idea. just like i don't know why this is so fucking hard and you got so you're like fuck the lights you do it and i was like yeah i calmly this time i was just like you know what i'm just gonna do it for him and i finished the lights and i was like okay i was like i just need a little help rotating the tree because the plug is way over here right, and right. we need it way over there and then that's when we started that and i was like okay the lights were really that simple but as soon as it came to that you were like okay and it was just like gone again like i'm well, back i think i think you hit the nail on the head is like it's not it's not an issue with you no 
it's an issue I have with myself. Yes. You know, where I beat myself up internally, then I get pissed off at myself, but I'm lashing out just not at you, but in general. In general. And I'm, I'm, just, I'm just the one there. Yeah, and you're just the one there witnessing it. Yeah, because yeah. if you were chopping down a tree by yourself. But if other people were to see that, they would think I'm yelling at you. Yes. But I'm really not. No. You know, I'm really yelling at myself. It's something I've always worried about with you because it's like you have always been the one. So, like, I used to be a little background for the listeners or viewers. I used to be much more put together than I am now. Um, I don't know if Ben would agree or not, but I was much more confident. I was much more comfortable in my own skin. I was much more independent. I for sure never thought I would need someone or rely on anyone or need someone's love and understanding constantly. I didn't think I would, you know, I thought I'd be able to Well, before you go any farther, I think you I think you said it. I think you were comfortable. Yeah. And I think everything like all these years have just made you uncomfortable. And that's why I think your future uh there's a lot that can happen because of everything that you've been through that made you uncomfortable and you've learned from that. Yeah. And you've experienced all these things where I think in your future you're going to have a lot of wisdom and a lot of knowledge of going through these things that you can help different people. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? I mean, it's just, I I just never thought that I would be the type of person that needed someone to be right there when I'm angry. I used right. to be a slam the door, be by myself kind of angry. Yeah. I used to be a lot like you. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care who I'm pissed at. I, I'm just pissed off. Right. And I need to be alone and I need to deal with it. And now... I don't get pissed off. I cry right. over everything. And you yell at me sometimes. You're like, stop crying. And I'm like, this is, you're like, why are you crying? I don't understand. Like, you'll even laugh at me sometimes. And it frustrates me even more because I don't know why. It's just what I do. Yeah. But I never used to be that way. Right. That was never me. And now it is me. And it's it's infuriating because I hate crying. I really do. Yeah. But it's just who I've become. And... I used to be so much like you, and now you're so used to having to put the pieces back together for me constantly and comfort me and make sure that I stop crying that I'm afraid that you're hiding like how you really feel because you feel like you have to be together in order to keep me comfortable. Not, a, not at all. Oh, not at God. all. I think I feel guilty. No, sometimes. I think no. I think I am like the way I am because I was already broken. You know what I mean? And this is me put back together. I put myself back together differently, and which is why I like my time alone and I like to be by myself is because I'm my own therapist. You know, the more I talk to myself, I can walk around and talk to myself and I'm like, like something clicks. I'm like, <gasps> yeah, you know what I mean? And I, and I just like, I wake up and I do better. Like a lot of people like to go to therapy and listen to others, someone else tell them yes. whatever. I don't like that. We all you know, know I mean? how I feel about it. Yeah. And I feel like just my just my walk with God and myself is all I need. You know I what have, I mean? I have found that in more recent days, I'm yeah. not even going to say months, days, that that is my comfort, is my faith. Mm-hmm. Not other people. It's nice to be around other people. Yeah. Because being alone, when I feel the way that I feel, is it's dangerous. It could be dangerous, and I know that yeah. because of my past experiences. So I know that with when my anxiety kicks in or a panic attack or something hits, 
I cannot be alone. Yeah. And it used to be, I got to call my parents. Mm -hmm. They live right around the corner. I need them to get here now. Yeah. I need my dad. I need someone to sit in this room and just be here. Mm -hmm. Whether I'm washing dishes and he's sitting on the couch, I don't care. I can't be alone with myself. It's dangerous. And I know that. But it didn't used to be that way. And Mm -hmm. it's frustrating because when you develop anxiety, depression, those type things, I mean, it's a real pitch. And anyone that doesn't take it seriously is an idiot. It is. It's a serious, yeah, I mean, it's a serious thing. And it's something that I think a lot of people, mostly probably everyone, struggles with. Everyone struggles with some sort of anxiety or depression. And I know I do. And we all handle it in different ways. And there are different, there are different ways of people dismissing anxiety like oh i'm stressed out yeah so i'm anxious there's right. there's a whole difference as far as the clinical term mm-hmm. and the miriam webster dictionary term right so there is a difference and right now with covid i mean depression suicide anxiety it's all at an all-time high for us because i think a lot of it is people are alone yeah or they feel alone or yeah. they're just stuck and it's it's infuriating to see people dismiss it so so just nonchalantly like yeah you're anxious so is everybody else everybody has anxiety no everybody doesn't yeah. everybody gets anxious not everybody has, has anxiety, anxiety. Yeah. everybody different. gets it's, depressed not everybody has depression it's a certain level for a lot of people you know uh, Brandon Brooks plays on the Philadelphia Eagles he gets to the point where he throws up yes. he gets so sick from his anxiety yes that it makes him physically sick. Yep. You know, whereas me, I get, I kind of shake a little bit. Yeah. You know, I get uh, tingly in my arms and my legs and stuff yep. like that. But I've, I've recognized it for so long that I just kind of talk myself out of it. Yeah. You know, which is what I've become good at with myself. I've learned my body. I've learned my mind. And that's why I try and strengthen every day by just like, uh, just reading different things that people say or listening to different podcasts. That's why podcasts are such a big thing for me. Yeah. It's because listening uh, to other people and gathering, it, it might be even like a, a little snippet of something they say that yeah. sticks in my brain. And I'm just like, I'm like, yo, I love that. Well, that's where reading this book that I've been reading is just been. What's it called? It's called Remember God by Annie Downs, and I highly recommend it, mostly to women, gotta say. I mean, men can read it. Um, I don't think they would appreciate it or the same, yeah. understand it as much as I do. Is this, it from a woman's perspective? Is that why? Well, it's her life. It's her I life, mean, okay. It's, she's, everything that she writes, she's going through it. Right. She writes based on uh, journals that she keeps. She's an intense journaler, and she's been doing it this for years and I read one of her other books looking for lovely and I plan on reading that as soon as I finish remember God but I've been trying to read at least one chapter a day and it's it's creepy how it's creepy but I know that it's God calling to me Mm -hmm. I've had that book sitting on a dusty shelf since January yeah and it was sent to me by a friend to get me through surgery in January and I just never I didn't feel like reading after Mm -hmm. surgery I was like no, I'm watching Netflix. Like, I don't care. But something called to me that day when we had to go get a COVID test. Uh, and I was like, I'm, well, we're going to be waiting forever. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to bring a book. Bring I a brought book, that. Yeah. I grabbed Harry Potter 
And then I turned around and I looked and I was like, maybe I'll bring that one. Yeah. And I brought two books with me. Not that I got to read them, but that book just called to me and it's been perfect timing because everything I've read, I've related to in such a way that I literally cried. Yeah. I mean, I asked God for a sign that one night and it was just going through the COVID testing process and thinking about my parents testing positive and just mm-hmm. all of those things just kind of weighed on me for yeah. a little bit. And I think I was just so high anxiety with wanting a holiday with the family and just mm-hmm. all of that just kind of built up. And I was like, I just need something from God. And I yeah. turned the page and in big capital letters, it said Heather. And I was just like, holy shit. Yeah. I was like, I'm listening. Like I am listening. And then it's just been ever since everything on everything since that I've read, I've been able to relate each chapter or quotes from the chapter to my life. So I'm the same way as hard, but I can't. So with the books, I can do it with self-talk. I can do it with you. I can do it. I no therapy for me. Yeah. Um, I have failed three therapists or they failed me. Yeah. Um, my sister is, you know, I can go to her and trust her. But other than that, I can't do podcasts because I am afraid I'll hear news that I don't want to hear and right, then make right. things worse. Well, that's why I always I always tell you about Sadie Robertson. I think that would be a perfect one because, one, they're short. Yeah. And, two, like she always has people on that just really – it's those are one of the ones where I just get this snippet of. I'm just like, wow, I love that. You know, well, that's why she calls it "whoa." That's what's, good. Well, that's good because whoa, that's they good. always say something that I'm just like, "whoa, that's so good." Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep that with me. You know what I mean? And um, but that's a big thing about that love and understanding is, you know, we go back and forth. We both struggle with our own things. Yeah. And we both understand that. Yep. And I think that's what a lot of people don't do. Is like if you're dating someone and you see that part of someone, you're just like, oh fuck no, I don't want to deal with that. You're like red flag, and then red flag, go. break up, blah but blah blah. You know, that's what I mean? like I said in the very beginning. I was like, I'm not dealing with this again. Yeah, yeah. like I'm not doing it. And then yeah. I learned that was a part then, of you. Yeah, but then I was the one that was like, okay, I gotta do better. I gotta shape up. You know, it's not that I changed myself. No, it's just bettering myself. You realized yeah. that you needed help in yeah. some sort of way. Yeah, yeah. You realized there was something in you that was angry right. and like would randomly just burst out. And you were like, oh no, yeah, yeah. this is affecting other people and I don't even realize it. Exactly. And even though it wasn't about other people, it was more internally yep. with myself. You know, I'm people always say, like, oh, I'm myself's biggest critic. No one is their self's biggest critic more than me. You know, I know, the stuff I look at, like I'm never, You're um, never satisfied. With I'm never satisfied, do. but it's not because I hate myself or anything like that. I've gotten past that. I was like that when I was younger, but I'm never satisfied because I want to do more for you. I want to do more for us. And I appreciate that. You know, about you and those things. Yeah. There are so many things where it's like, I could do better and I could do better by us. Like, and I know that and it takes me time to realize that because back in the day years ago before you know having epilepsy and all this stuff really affected my life and my mentality and my everything I kind of just I always was 
trying to do my best and better and and yeah. be like above and beyond at everything I did. Right. And now it's like I don't I feel like I don't have anything to be above and beyond better at, but there are a few things that I could and I try that and I appreciate about you that yeah, you get I get frustrated sometimes cuz I'm just like my god, Ben, that's amazing. Like how is how did you take that picture or how did you make that video that's great well this isn't good and that look at that that yeah. one leaf is out of place <laughs> and it's like are you kidding me yeah, yeah. who's gonna notice that well other photographers okay i don't think they will but okay but right. i appreciate that you're constantly striving for better it's not that you're a perfectionist it's just nah. that you always want better for yourself and right. everything that you do yeah and well, i was gonna say something and i forgot i'm sorry I do oh. That to you. oh, no, I was going to say that I think we kind of like switch roles. We did. Because when I was younger, I was I wasn't like you. Yeah. You know, I wasn't put together. I hated myself. Uh, you know, there wasn't there wasn't there was times where I didn't want to be alive, like all those things. Yeah. You know, and then we I think we kind of switch roles. But I think it's good because the way I am, I'm a good person for you. Yes. You know what I mean? But it doesn't mean you're going to be this way forever. No. Like I told you, we're going down our separate journeys, but then eventually we're going to meet in the middle and we're just going to shoot off. Yeah. And we're just going to go straight up. And my impatient side is you know like, what I mean? can that be Yeah, t- it's tough. I'm impatient like too. Tomorrow? But, it, you know, it's tough. But, yeah. I know that we both have the same end goals though. And yeah. that's what's important is like, we both have the same dream in the end. Yeah, moving to Orlando. Yep, that's all that matters. I want to be with that guy. Moving to Disney World. I want to be with the real life version of that guy for the rest of my life. Like, he's he's my real, like, that's my real OG right there. You know what I mean? Like, I want him to be my next door neighbor kind of thing. Like, yeah, man. that's how close I want to be. I just love that we have that in common now. But um, love and understanding is definitely huge. I hope people understand take that and they understand it and and go with it and receive it yeah that they they can listen to this and know that everybody struggles with love and understanding but then when you find the right person or the right ways to really get it mm-hmm. you'll see like it comes easier than you think everybody who's with somebody kind of knows their little their little quirks their little things Right. And can see through them. And yeah, and just remember that's a part of that's a part of them, and there's no reason to change it. It's only if you guys just try strive to become better, and better yourself, better your mind, better your body. You know, everything comes into play as one thing. You know, your mind, body, your soul. Uh, just work on all three of those things, and be the best person you possibly could be. But I think we'll wrap it up there. I think yeah. that's pretty good and. Uh, I just want to remind people to check out stnutrition.com. Uh, 10% off for podcast listeners if you type in the code STRONG, S-T-R-O-N-G. Get 10% off your order. And I think that's about it. Thank you all for listening. Yes. Strong Tire Podcast featuring my wife, Heather Hammer. We're out. We're out. Peace.